You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast, in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode number 277, posted January 2021. The Wickerstrad. Welcome back to Total Party Kill. It's me, Tony Sindelar, the Dungeon Master here on the Curse of Strahd Adventures. Uh, we are doing a return to the Dog and Pony show after, I guess, I mean a break, but we still release these episodes every week. I don't know how time works anymore, people. Um, yeah, we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons tonight, specifically Curse of Strahd. Allow me to introduce our players. They will introduce their characters, and then I'll give you a quick recap of where we have been and what is going on. First up, it's Erica Ensign. Hello, I am playing Broldish. I am a dwarven paladin uh, who has a celestial pony named Pony Sindelarent. Next up, it's Micah Sargent. I don't know if you remember, Tony, but last time we played, you laid out a very specific way in which one is uh, meant to issue a complaint. Um, I would like to go ahead here and uh, let you know that the hill is too big. Um, All right. So that, let the that. record Micah, show. Let the record show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Bailiff Jane. Please continue. <laughs> Uh, that uh, Mike, Micah has uh, purchased a copy of the Alephus Jackson and in masking tape with a Sharpie, it looks yes, like, close uh, recorded the complaint that the hill is too big. I would like to to, to respond to that by saying, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't wait until um, my copy and, arrives next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure what I could be doing about that now. Uh, other than to acknowledge that everything that, that that the hill being too large is simply the most recent mistake I've made, <laughs> um, and that I will take this under advisement, and likely I will be fired. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, I am Elevor. Right. I play Elevor. Oh, <laughs> no, no, that was seamless. You're pro. Go for I it. play Elevor, the half elf druid. All right. I love it when our introductions can include a complaints section. I have now, therefore, forgotten who has and has not been introduced so far, but I believe I've literally only introduced two people. Let's introduce Aline Sims next. Hi, Aline. Hello. I am not registering a complaint this week, but the procedure I appreciate is noted. I mm. play Imra Soliana, the Wood Elf Ranger, and her dog, Androdite. Excellent. Next up, it is Dan Morin, noted author of The Aleph Extraction, the primary way of registering complaints here on Total Party Kill. <laughs> Hi, Tony. I've got 20 copies, so I have a lot of complaints. <laughs> okay. Just load them into the uh, the wood shredder. Pizza, just take them up one by one. I play yep. Casting Onatar's Crucible, a Warforged Cleric. All right. And last but not least, it's Jane Ritt. Hi, Jane. Hi, Tony. I play Lena Dulina, the human rogue. All right. So we have our dog and pony adventuring group assembled. Let us recap uh, what we are doing because it has been a little while for our players. You are in the land of Barovia, ruled over by the, you know, controversial leader, Strad von Zarevich. Um, things are not always great here. And when I say always, I mean 
they're always bad. They're just real. Like this place is just like like a bad cake with like another bad cake baked around it. Metaphors are bad here. Barovia <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, specifically, you have journeyed through a variety of towns throughout Barovia, learning information about Strahd, his rule, and who may or may not be loyal to him. You've encountered various factions of humans and other creatures that uh, sometimes need your help, sometimes uh, wish you harm. And you are currently uh, on the western edges of the Valley of Barovia. You have liberated a winery from a squadron of druids, bad druids, not like Elevor. These are really bad druids who were loyal to Strahd. And having liberated a winery, you thought, let us take the fight to the druids. You have headed south to the location known as Yester Hill. Yester Hill appears to be some kind of ritual site for the druids. And, um... As you are sneaking around on the edges of, of Yester Hill, some strange things happen. Uh, basically, a pile of rocks uh, slash a ghost spoke to uh, Imra. That happened. That's a thing that happened. Uh, who hasn't run into a pile uh, of rocks slash a ghost? <laughs> slash a ghost. Uh, it was ambiguous what was going on, right? Uh, there were some druid berserkers that came running out of the rain and the mud at you. And just when things couldn't seem like they could get worse... One Strad von Zarovich riding Bucephalus, his Wunderhorse, uh, appeared, taunted you, blew up several of your horses, and possessed Aragal, the Vistani assassin, who usually is your friend until he was manipulated in, by Strad into fighting you. I believe at this point you have subdued Aragal because somebody has paralyzed him. Uh, he's pretty badly wounded. Strad von Zarevich has ridden off on his flying Wunderhorse uh, Bucephalus, and it's just you, I guess, like sitting on top of a paralyzed assassin in the rain in the mud yeah we tied we tied him up because i cast a whole person (laughs) on him which only lasts for a minute so quickly quickly tied him up so uh a lot happened in the last session is what i'm saying and i'm interested to see what you will do next well we still have to um, to talk climb this i want to get up this hill really big hill I will say right. so. So before we charge back into continued combat, how is everybody doing health wise? Mm, mm. I have all of my hit points. Uh, I've been I'm better. Down. Uh, uh, I can't. How are you doing, Brildish? I am at uh, forty-one out of fifty-nine. Uh, I will give you. How about a cure wounds? How do you feel? About I that? am asking because good. I only have fourteen hit points. Thank okay. you. I will give I you. Can <laughs> issue Let's some health. Here. Um, okay, how are the rest of you doing? Because if we can... I mean, I, I can, can also, also cast Cure Wounds, so I could just cast it on myself. I just, I, out of curiosity, Elevor, Imra, how are you guys doing? I'm, I'm perfect. Per- I'm perfect. I am okay. perfect. You are. Yeah. Have you seen? Thank I'm you. gonna still spend, I think I'm gonna cast a Mass Healing Word on at least me, mm-hmm. Brildish, and Lena. Uh, I like even. it. Other if folks need is, more, let me know. Yeah, I can also cure wounds. Everybody okay. can heal. I love it. Yeah. So many choices. Whose healing has the uh, best right. flavor? And that's what imp- is important is having choices in your healthcare options. Yes. Mm. I always right. hoard my spell slots too. So yeah, that wasn't the can't take them with you. Exactly not the best roll. I can try. Uh, so it's only a five five hit points. Still, thank it. you. Everything helps. Mm-hmm. I am now at nineteen out of thirty nine. All right, I'm uh, doing okay, it. Why don't you take a cure? Oh, you're gonna do, do it. Do you want to do it? I want to do it. Okay. 
Somebody can cure me if you want. I'll do okay, a good one. Dish. Lena is feeling very loved right now. <laughs> All right. So let's roll dish takes a... Is that a foreign feeling? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Six more hip yeah. It's kind of itchy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Self care. They don't have self care in a Barovia. No. Ooh, or friends. Um, okay. Eight hit points you can add to your. Thank you. So just to remind you as you're healing and planning your next steps of the kind of geography and logistics of the hill, I'll remind you, you and the listeners at home, uh, Yester Hill is a very sizable hill. There were arguments already. We're not going to have them again about how big are hills. When does a hill become a mountain? Is this a big hill? Is it a small hill? How feasibly or unfeasibly steep is the hill? Answer, it's very steep. Um, there is kind of one main path that leads uh, from the, uh, you know, north to south. You were traveling south on it. That leads more or less straight up the hill. Uh, there are also all these series of concentric, concentric? Concentric? Concentric. Concentric. Concentric circular paths going around the hill that you could potentially use to navigate the hill and arrive from another side of the hill if you were so interested. There are many stone cairns around the hill, some of which have spears in them, apparently. At least one. Others of which may be containing more druid berserkers who want to murder you. Some cairns uh, someone have... scout on top of... Never mind. <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Um... Yes. Uh, I don't know how much... Remind me, do you know what's on top of the hill? We haven't Um, gotten on top, I don't think. There was a spooky tree we saw illuminated in the weather. Yeah. Okay. So there is a very large... And I'll just... Enchanting. Yes. I will tell... And I will just specifically mention on the map, you can see the top of the hill on the map, right? There is chanting kind of coming from the very top of the hill, the giant spooky tree is a little bit off to the south of the top of the hill. So there's kind of like... Two, you could think of it as two locations on top of the hill, depending, and you might decide which one you wanted to head to first. The path leads you to chanting. You could take a, a side trek and go to the spooky tree first. It's up to you. I'm very accommodating when I'm murdering you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, first yeah, first yeah. question, Jane and Erica, do you need more wound curing? Um, I... I'm at 27 out of 39, so I think I'm okay. I'm down. I'm still down seven, and I feel like I tend to run into things, so more healing probably wouldn't be a bad yeah, thing if you've I'm got more. down some, too, but I'm starting to burn through spell slots, and I'd rather keep some of those for... Yeah. I do have, I do have a few of my own as well. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm gonna... I, I'll go ahead and use two spell slots, one for each... Of you, so Jane take ooh eight. Ooh, thank you. And Erica take ten. Nice. Okay, well that's even more than I needed, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. So Lena I has some color take- back in her cheeks. Not a lot. She always kind of yeah, have a so, haunted yeah. pallor, but you know, little. Um, cool. Okay. Just think All right, then Brildish is like ready yeah, to just do- start marching up the hill as soon as everybody yeah, is. Uh, and Lena will just follow wherever Brildish goes because <laughs> she's been wanting to charge. So. Actually, mm-hmm. just before we do that, I'm just sure. going to use burn one action and ca- cast aid. Um, so three creatures within range get their hit point maximum and current hit points increased by five for their d- duration. Oh, yeah, Ooh. I like that one. So let's yeah. do that on Brildish. Let's do it on Lena, and then 
Anybody object to me doing it on Crucible? Because nope, no objection. I think that makes sense. No, I'm not. I'm usually f- pretty mm-hmm. far back. So yeah, you guys, yeah. you and Elavor both seem to be pretty ranged. Unless and you wanted to do it on. I the think stars. you know Argal currently tied up. He's not had a great day. He has been mind controlled right. by a vampire and then wailed on by you all. I think tactically, you may wish to leave Argal here next to a Karen to pick up on the way out, assuming you survive. Um, yeah. Because I think he is still, you know, he's working through some things. I don't know if I feel safe leaving him next to Karen, but we can leave him somewhere around here. Yeah. <laughs> Aragal, if we give you this crossbow back, do you promise you won't try and shoot us with poison? Aragal kind of just drools a little bit. I think we <laughs> you guys did leave him, him tied up. You hit him in I the head pretty hard. I do not think that was an affirmative. Perhaps we should hold on to the crossbow just in case. If I, if I have the crossbow, I will use it. I, uh, let's leave it with him. Why wouldn't you want to use the crossbow? crossbow. I'm confused. It's it's his weapon. Oh, I okay. Totally understand. Totally. There's a code. I understand. This is his crossbow. I I was not paying attention. I didn't. But I I understand. I I knew that Broldish would get it. Yeah. I just didn't realize it was his. Also, I don't know if Tony wants me to have a super powerful poison crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Up the hill, then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, are we just going to do a direct approach or yes. are we going to Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going straight forward. I I'm I'm no good at hiding. So, Brodus is just going to trudge. I'm made of metal. I'm very clanky. And according to the episode I just edited, you eat ball bearings. This is true. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Which that. Which may have gotten yeah. cut out of the like final edit, but it was very That's fun. a relevant character detail. <laughs> um I think All that right. Lena's going to try and be a little bit away from everyone else and sneak it. Okay. That makes All sense. Right. Yeah, I don't know how far um, we're gonna get before we need to stop, but Yeah. So let me let me just tell you a little bit about what you're seeing. You're trudging up the steep hill. It's the rain is pouring. The lightning is flashing. It is the hit. The trail is like a nice 45 degree angle and turning into a river of mud. Everything is great uh, is what I'm saying. Uh, But up the hill you go following uh, the path that Strahd came down atop. Look, I just want to say Bucephalus again, is what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. Wonderhorse. And so you eventually reach the top of the hill and the sound of the chanting grows loud as you grow close to it. Atop the hill is a wide ring of boulders uh, and rocks cobbled together to make a uh, kind of a circle, enclosing a field of dead grass. You can see lightning repeatedly striking the edge of the ring from time to time, illuminating a ghastly 50-foot-tall statue. That's this thing. 50-foot-tall statue made of tightly woven twigs and packed with black earth. The statue is a crude rendering of a towering, cloaked man with fangs. Around the statue are many druids chanting, uh, this is the land. He is the land, etc. How tall are Let me they? Drop those. Druids are druid size. Okay, because you said many druids, and I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I shall call them <laughs> many druids. There are many druids. Tall statue, regular size druids. Uh, um, yes. The wicker babies. <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks like I have placed five druids on this map. Nope, six. I'm I was good at counting. Say. In. In the distance like beyond five, this, but there are six. 
Uh, I want to point out just because, you know, there's a lot of uh, similar motifs in some of the landscape here. There is a huge, ancient, gnarled, dead-looking tree over here uh, south of the circle. And there are many uh, shrubs and plant life in kind of l- hanging around in the shadow of the tree. Though they, from this distance, look like normal plant life, their placement seems suspicious. You've fought enough blights to guess that there's probably... Uh, like a collection of twig and needle blights hanging out uh, in the shadow of that tree. So it looks like you have reached the uh, the edge of the circle, uh, and I think you should probably roll initiative as the druids uh, see you coming. Sure thing. Does that seem that seem fair? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's no way there's there's not going to be a battle at this point. Add those druids to the initiative order. And you've fought druids before. Uh, these druids, um, let's see. So you know, for example, that druids have, uh, when they have bark skin, which usually they do when they're fighting you, druids have an armor class of 16. You know they have slightly less than 30 hit points. Um, you know that they're spell casters. Uh, they've also got sticks that they'll hit you with if you, you know, don't give them any other options. And I am going to roll initiative for said druids. The druids got a rather sad... 10. Is that everybody in there? Imra 24, so. Samus 15, Crucible 14, Lena Delina 13, Elevor 11, um, Argal's not in this fight, Druid 10, Braldish 9. So the Druids continue to chant in the general direction of the strange mud and stick statue uh, that just depicts a fanged man. Um, and uh, yeah, Imra, you get to go first. Welp, um, remind me again how every time we come back to the cell, how big are each of the squares? <laughs> They're 50? I think, feet? yeah, the squares yes, are one square is 50 feet, feet, so multiple of you can occupy a square on this map because this map is annoying. So, okay, yeah, um, so I'm really far away. You know what? If you want to be closer, because I think you guys moved as a group. You, I think you spread yourselves out as if you were moving on a normal scale map. Mm-hmm. I am going to say, because uh, I don't, because this map is too big, I am responding to Micah's legitimate complaint. Uh, I'm going to say that you are, uh, you know what? You all, you're at the edge of the circle. You're 30 feet from the nearest druid. Druids on the far side of the circle are a good ways away from you. How's that? You're 30 feet from the nearest druids. Perfect. Sounds fair. We can use a little bit of theater of the mind here. Never more than 30 feet from a druid. That's not true. (laughs) That's science. That's scary. This group, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. true. If Uh, not, somebody let Elevore get away. So, yeah, we're going to fudge the scaling on the map a little bit because it's annoying me. Um, So, yeah, you're at the end. Because of of all the work I did to complain, that's also why. That's a good job, Micah. That's a good job. All right. Well, I guess I'm. You know, it's a steep hill. I've been kind of accosted by a rock who gave me a weapon. I don't know. I'm tired. I want to leave. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try to get one of them with an arrow. So I'm going to aim at, I guess, the one closest to me, which is. Yeah, I'll give I'll give them I'll give them numbers for. Oh, that would be super helpful. 
they all have names and personalities. One e, two e, e, and six e. I'm just saying, I lived in Western Massachusetts for like 10 years. I can totally convey 10, ten different hippie stereotypes into these each of these unique a druids. a lot of druids. Yeah. Grumpy, sleepy, dopey, doc. All right. More than one Sneezy, dopey, probably. And um, potato. I am assuming that a 26 will hit. Indeed. So your arrow cuts through the rain and the wind and hits a druid who is still chanting as he turns to face you. Give me some damage, Imra. That is nine. And then my second strike, uh, 12. Wait, no, 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 no. That was damage. 27. Also Wowzers. Okay. Can we use that 12 or do you want me to reroll? Uh, you can use that 12. Okay. 12 points of damage. All right. That druid is staggering. He's He's lost a bit of the rhythm in his chanting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. All set, Imra? Um, I think I'm actually going to move. Uh, I, want, I want to stay kind of behind the rock a little yeah. bit, but I'm going to move to the side of people. Mm-hmm. The, you know, there's this kind of makeshift rock wall that is cr- creating this circle here. Uh, it's, it's uneven. It's between five and ten feet in places. So, you know, there's probably, if you're an archer, it probably provides some really nice cover for you. Okay, great. Cool. So you take cover outside the rock wall, ready to pepper the contents of the uh, circle with arrows. Yeah. Samus, how's it going? Uh, Samus is going to run straight forward Mm -hmm. and approach this druid. Badly injured druid. Uh, We'll reach out a slash 16 to hit. Uh, that's enough. Their AC is 16. All right. Then I'm going to do 2d6 plus 5. 9 damage. The druid crumples to the mud under uh, the vicious attack from Samus. Excellent. Um, I would like to take the rest of, of Samus's speed. So Samus, if, the, if that druid was 30 feet away, I want to move 10 feet. So can I get to this corner closer to that druid? Sure. With the rest? All right, that's what Thomas will do. Excellent. Crucible, you stand at the entrance to the druid circle. Uh, Samus is in there. What are you going to do? Can I reach uh, this druid here? Yeah, totally. You can, with with one one move action, basically? Yeah. You run in and attack another druid. Yep. Druid's got it coming. I swing my Yikalwa. In his general direction. And 26. That'll do it. Uh, it takes a total of 10 damage. All right. That turret is not having a good day. All set? Uh, yep. Lena Delina, Elevor next. Uh, all right. So... All right. So this... this uh, the druid circle how high is the stone and are there gaps in it um i would say that there's a lot of gaps it's probably five to ten feet it's very uneven uh it would be pretty trivial to climb okay uh Nina would like to do so and now the one thing that happens as you clamber over the rocks because you're deciding to take a shortcut around the druid circle and yeah. climb over the rocks just roll me a d100 no reason oh god oh dear uh okay Roll high. 
Don't trust him. <laughs> Maybe you need to roll low. Twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, the the you 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 touch the rocks and you climb over them, but you just get this kind of like discharge of static electricity through you as you clamber across the rocks, and all of your hair stands out. Oh, that's not okay. Bad. If um, you had rolled lower than an eleven, you would have gotten hit by lightning. Um, ah, so um, Lena, you're in the circle. There's two druids there. The yeah, and Lena has never looked um, more like she does currently, with her hair sticking out. <laughs> um, she was really counting that she was going to drop down and look super cool with her swords. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, she dropped down. And has her swords, but yes. you know, there's other stuff going on. <laughs> Looks like um, she's been through the dryer cycle, though. <laughs> okay, so we are going to make an attack on the druid between me and Crucible. That's only a 14. That does not hit, hit the bark skin of a druid. All right, let's try another one. That's better. That is 19. Okay. Um, so that is going to be um, a that'll be five damage and ten sneak attack damage. So is fifteen the, damage altogether. Is that on Druid three or Druid four? Um, the Druid that is standing between Crucible and I. Okay. We don't. We see don't see numbers. numbers. We don't see that. Yeah. You don't see names. Okay. We see our own names. Yes. Ah, there we do see ourselves. Oh, Drew um, Three has appeared. Three. Listener Three. And I would like to make use of a character feature that I have that I have never really tried before. Um, no. But it's Eye for Detail, which is basically that I can make perception checks to search for clues as bonus actions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to try and figure out um, what is going on with the with a big tall statue. So yeah. I'm like stabbing, but I'm also looking over to the side. <laughs> it's a sizing up. stab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All um, right, so do you roll something for that? Yep, that'll be a perception check. Uh, that's a critical fail, oh, which is man. still nine, but... Uh, you suspect that the druids are hev- hard at work uh, bringing, out, bringing about a prosperous harvest. I nod at this new knowledge. Oh, yes, the usual <laughs> harvest thing. These are just innocent druids. I mean, I'm from Barovia, so it might not be that far off. Yeah, this is traditional. This is what this is what Oktoberfest looks like in Barovia. Um, <laughs> Oktoberfest. No beer, right. just big statues. That Lena, is my turn. Lena, all set? Then okay, Elavor. Yep. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, Hi. is going to... Uh, okay, if Crucible could run that way, then surely I can get surely. up to Druid 1. Sounds good. Excellent. Um, as as Elavor approaches, his teeth grow longer and sharper, his nails grow longer and sharper, and poison starts to drip from both as he... Uh, Elvor, buddy, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) As uh, primal savagery. Wow, how about 24 to hit? I think so. All right, you primally savage a druid. Uh, 12 damage on druid one. All right. It is, Elvor, if you're all set, it is time for team druid. I am all set. 
All right, I started the fight with six druids. One of them is dead. Two of them are significantly injured, but that does leave several druids. Uh, two of the druids uh, rush forward and kind of like start chanting louder and faster and are like holding on to the clutching the sides of the statue, uh, looking almost possessed as they kind of just scratch at it and chant faster and faster. The other druids turn upon the new intruders uh, to the uh, to the fray. So I think uh, these druids are magic users, so they're going to do they're gonna unleash some magic on this situation. I think first up druid one is gonna cast a thunder wave. Um, That's annoying. Yeah, so I think Thunder Wave is going to catch Elevor and Samus. I think Braldish is probably too far away to be caught, right? Mm-hmm. I, prob- I don't remember what the range is on yeah. Thunder Wave. But- uh, it's a 15-foot cube, so yeah, you're way out. Um, okay. All right, so Elevor, uh, roll a Constitution saving throw for yourself and for Samus. The Druid saving throw, I think it is a... Their spell save is only a 12. Uh, uh, oh. did not save. How about Samus? Uh, let's see how, how Samus did. Uh, Samus saved. Samus All saved. Right. I mean. Samus saved. Um, so Elavor, I could have rolled a lot worse. You are going to take four thunder damage and be flung oh, ten feet back up against the stone wall that encircles <gasps> this ritual circle. Oops, just... uh, Samus takes half damage, which is only two, and uh, Samus holds her position. Uh, dirt and mud is flying everywhere. Uh, the next druid seems to think that that's a great idea, and... Uh, Druid 3 is going to unleash a Thunder Wave. I think this one will catch Broldish. So Crucible and Broldish, give me a quick Constitution saving throw. DC 12. 18. 14. 18 and 14. Or 15? Okay. Yeah, you hunker down and lean into the wave. There's just a boom of thunder, this time inside the circle, echoing all around. Uh, You will take half damage, which is, I rolled 10, so you'll take 5 damage each, but you're not pushed back. Uh, Druid 4 is kind of face-to-face with Lena Delina. Druid 4 casts uh, Shillelagh on uh, its kind of simple walking stick and will uh, attack uh, Lena Delina. That is a very unimpressive 12. No. All right. The druid is just swinging a stick around over its head, uh, looking somewhat dazed. Yeah, he gets it in her hair, not realizing that because of the shock, it's much larger (laughs) than normal. I think that's my druids. Broldish, you are next. All right. Well, I was going to go after druid one, but then druid three hit me. But I'm also concerned about that giant statue thing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to join, if I can make it, join Elevor and Samus. Do you think I can make it that far? Or do you think uh, yeah, Druid think so. 3 is closer? No, I think, they're, I think they're roughly equally distant. All right. I'm, I'm just going to move this uh, dead Druid off the map because it's in the way. All right. <laughs> then uh, I'm, I'm going to run in, charge in, shouting, inhale his name, and as I raise my sacred axe, I am casting as a bonus action, thunderous smite. Um, Hala be with me. And so, um, well, we'll see. If I hit, then something will happen. If I don't hit, then we won't even have to worry about that right Mm -hmm. now. That's 23. Yeah. 
All right. So as I hit, my weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of me. So it is loud. Uh, and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Okay. Yep. So. So for regular damage, it's 11. Plus five thunder damage. Uh, okay, the druid collapses into the ground. Uh, and I assume I probably can't, yeah, this is probably as far as I can make it, so yeah, I can't I so. use my second attack. Um, but I, like, hold the axe up to the sky and shout, in Hela's name, Hela be praised. All right. Yep. Imra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think... I'm actually kind of conflicted. Does anyone have Am silence I in range of Druid three, or would I need to move for a melee attack or for an arrow? for a uh, longbow? Oh, totally. Okay. What's the range? Does of anyone oh, have silence? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anyone not be within range of something of a longbow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even here, the biggest of fills. Did you ask if anyone knows silence? Yeah, it just seems like that would be a good spell for this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only a tw- it's a twenty foot radius. I don't think I have it on this. Oh wait, I, I definitely yeah, don't. I don't have it prepped. So that's all right. Cleric spell lists. Just asking. I know silence. I just don't know it today. <laughs> oh I haven't loaded that that, that yep. disc into yeah. my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we should get you some more ROM, buddy. Um. <laughs> All right, so for my first attack on Druid 3, I rolled a 14. Uh, Bounces off his bark skin armor. Okay. Second attack is a 24. Yeah. And that is six, only six, six points of damage. You know what? He had been badly wounded. uh, I think Crucible and Lena Delina had attacked him. So six points of damage, that arrow catches him in the neck, sending him spinning and collapsing to the ground. Okay, and then I'm going to move close. I'm going to move to the entrance of the circle, mm-hmm. um, just because that seems to be where the action is. So, and that's my turn. All right, Samus. For Samus, I've been saying it wrong. Samus, yeah. Samus, Samus is like the character from Metroid. Sam- yep. Samus is the character from this game. 23 to hit. I think that'll do it. Uh, which uh, druid are you attacking, Samus? They murdered, uh, Brol just murdered the druid that was right next oh, to Samus. Oh, just mold- Oh, oh my. Well, then mm-hmm. let me approach the druid. Sorry about that. Next, druid 5. All right, druid 5. I will say that Samus has advantage on druid 5. You don't need it, clearly. Because uh, druid 5 <laughs> is basically busy doing some kind of ritual and not paying attention to the saber-toothed tiger eating him. Let's see what kind of damage we did to d6 plus 5. Okay, so 11 damage. All right, that's not good. And then... Unless you're on the good guy's um, side. (laughs) You must succeed on a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. All right, let me just check what the druid's uh, strength is. It's not going to be great. Uh, I rolled a critical fail, so yeah. All right. That druid is knocked off his feet. uh, Samus gets to make a bite attack as a bonus Mm -hmm. action. Roll d10 plus 5. 
10 damage. Do you have to roll to attack, or did you automatically hit? Oh. Oh, whoops, you're right. Yep. With target's brother, it can make one bite attack against it as a bonus. Yeah, sorry. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, 13 to hit. 13, 13 would miss. Remember, you have an advantage when Samus is attacking oh, somebody on the ground also. On the ground. Oh, that's oh. less. Oh. That's all right. It's all right. Good work, Samus. Uh, Crucible. How far am I really from Druid 6? Um, like... I'm going to say you are 50 feet from Druid 6. Okay, so I can't get there in one turn. Uh, how concerned are we about these guys doing whatever they're doing to the statue? Is that priority? Mm-hmm. Remind me, is the statue on fire? Statue is not on fire. Not, okay. not yet. Could it be? I mean, yeah, anything should I mean, be on fire. Would that be good, or is that what they're going for? I would hesitate. <laughs> uh, all right, Crucible will move. You said, what, what did you say? 50? I said it was 60? like, uh, I, sorry, I just measured it and then took half of what 50. the map thinks. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to move Thank to you. about halfway, assuming that's about my movement. Yep. And then I will um, shoot a Sacred Flame at Druid 6 there. So that's a uh, dexterity saving throw. Uh, okay, Druid 6. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, Druid 6, I think, rolled a 16. How's that do? It's fine. All right, Druid 16 ducks <laughs> and continues praying. Hey, you saw my sacred flame coming. I guess I'm done. <laughs> All right. Lena <laughs> Delina, there's a Druid swinging a, you know, a stick at you. And I don't like that, so I am going to um, swing my sword back at them. Um, Okay, that is a 17. That hits. Yep, so that'll be uh, 5 damage, and then uh, 13 sneak attack damage. All right, that druid is very wounded. Yep. Um, and then I will uh, do an offhand attack. Um, so that is going to be not great. I will miss with the second attack. All right. Several druids remain, though they are, some of them are hurt. Some of them are be- on the ground being mauled by a tiger. All set, Lena? Yep. Elevore. <clears throat> so, I really would like to set the statue thingy on fire, mm-hmm. but I also don't know if that's a great idea. Yeah. Couldn't you, One like, roll to Druid out? to... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't two, know what skill Druid is, but... Um, traditionally called nature. <laughs> yeah, nature or arcana. Mm. Um, I'm proficient in both. I'll let so you do one of those as a free action. Okay, let's rolly doly boly some arcana. Uh, some some druidic arcana specifically. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, 15. That's and not bad. what are you trying to learn about this situation? I'm trying, I'm trying to learn as a druid, as I'm searching through the history and knowledge of mm-hmm. my uh, druidic ways, if I recognize this um, this 
ceremony mm-hmm. and and what the statue sort mm-hmm. of represents in the ceremony. All right. Uh, so you think about the words the druids are saying and, and what they're doing and how the circle has been arranged, and you look at this strange uh, statue built out of earth and twigs and sticks to resemble a large fang caped man, 50 foot high. Uh, and it sure seems like the druids are trying to channel life into this inanimate mismatch of mud and sticks and dirt. They're trying uh, to Elavor says, they're trying to make a golem. And then he approaches uh, Druid 5, and once again, his teeth get all creepy and nails and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we do... And you should have advantage because he's on the ground, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you do. Let's see if I'll end... <laughs> mm, not as big an advantage That's as we annoying. were hoping. I'm going to use my inspiration because it comes and it goes. No, wait. Maybe wait and see if the statue comes to life and then save the inspiration for true. that. Although, if you kill him, maybe the statue won't come to life. Decisions, decisions. I am sad. I don't like the way Tony just clapped his hands there. That I, was, just, I was just stretching. Uh-huh. By clapping. I wish yeah, I had some special magical Get it. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to play the piano after this. I got to, you know, limber up, you know. I'm sure your neighbors will really appreciate that. <laughs> Elevore, what are you thinking? That's all Elevore can do. He was going to do something better. All right. He didn't. The druids uh, are next. Druid five is praying, and druids, druid five and druid six are continuing to to chant. And there is the horrible sounding of kind of twigs snapping and sticks stretching as the large statue of a nondescript, presumably pale faced man with large fang like teeth and a cape and you know you just get the t- you get the sense that this is a statue of someone who owns like like just a really great horse uh stretches and comes to life um, you say this is a statue of a doctor no a doctor acula no no, no <laughs> you're fired um all right the statue comes to life uh, and kind of like the arms are flailing around. Uh, each arm ends in like kind of just a horrible branch of, of talon like uh, sharp uh, 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 of twigs and branches. And the feet are these like writhing masses of roots. And one of the branches just kind of scoops up Druid 5 and drops him into the gaping maw of this giant wooden statue uh i'm gonna roll okay i'm gonna roll Holy initiative cool. for this. Good news, everybody one less druid uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i think he's our All friend right. guys uh this creature gets to come in to the next order at uh 16 i think he's our friend he ate a druid so right yeah druid. the enemy of our druids yeah all right is, is this a large creature? It is very large. This is a yeah. 50 foot tall, uh, it, 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 uh, giant wooden tree monster. It's, it's huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mm. Broldish. 
Okay. Um, there's still one badly injured druid, and there's a ornery-looking uh, wooden um, effigy that wants to kill you. All right. Well, as a bonus action, I'm going to use my channel divinity. Uh, well, I'm, first, I'm going to get a little bit closer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm charging up to this this tree thing. Can I get All right. close? Yeah. Totally. Good, okay. Um, yeah. So the the big tree statue thingy and uh i'm going to use my channel divinity to uh, do a vow of enmity i okay. hate you i say to it <laughs> i hate you i hate you i hate you um so i get uh advantage on attack rolls against it for mm-hmm. one minute uh or until it drops to zero hp or falls unconscious mm-hmm. so that's exciting and uh and then I'm going to shout, uh, inhale his name, be gone, foul creature, because uh, it looks a lot like a tree. And you know it's really good for cutting down trees? An axe. Indeed. Classic. Yep. Yep. Totally. And uh, since the thunderous smite lasts for a whole minute, I still have that going. My axe is sort of like vibrating mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm gonna, they, have, they provided art of this creature. Uh, it does not look as much like a person as I, I think this is generic monster manual art. So mm-hmm. I'll share this with you. Uh, I think in the version of this adventure, it should look more like a, a person Ooh. that it has been arranged in, but that is the giant tree that you are fighting. That's a big mouth. Yeah. I, I think of that as a big enough for a dream. I'm sorry. My favorite bit about that is tree blights also hate treants and the feeling is mutual. <laughs> well, tree ants are like your good trees. Yeah. Tree blights are your bad trees. Oh man, you got right. so a lot of neutral trees out right there. There's yeah. a lot of neutral trees out there, Dan, waiting to see how things shake out before they pick a side. Swing, swing trees, we call them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, those are trees you hang a swing from. Oh, that's um, true. Broldis, you're murdering a tree. I am. So that's uh, eleven points of slashing damage, silvered slashing damage. If did that you, matters. Did you roll a hit, or did we skip that part? Oh, sorry, I rolled a twenty-four to hit. Okay, so yeah. Please tell me that hits, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven please. slashing okay. damage. Yes. Plus, let me just check. This tree can't be blinded, can't be deafened. Technically, it is seeing with blind sight because it doesn't have eyes. Mm. Um, it understands common and juridic, but usually doesn't converse with people. <laughs> usually. Usually, usually, um, this counts as a. This is not going to come up unless things go awry. Uh, this is counts as a siege monster. It does double damage to buildings. Um, yeah. Well, it if does, it decides to run away oh. from us and it wants to go through that wall, yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't care about fire, is what I'm getting. No, it does not seem to care about fire. It's you know, it's fresh, fresh wood. It's a tree. But the slashing damage, like the axe damage, seems to uh... seems good. Doesn't care that it's okay. silvered. So I've noted okay. the damage that you indicated to me, which I think was All right. eleven. It also, uh huh, plus uh, another six, um, thunder damage. All right. And is it a creature? Yeah. Okay. It also needs to make a strength saving throw. Okay. It is really good at those. I figured it probably was. That is, I'm not going to lie to you. One of its things it's great at. Uh, I have rolled. I have jinxed myself and rolled twelve. Oh, it needed a 13, so it is pushed 10 feet away from me and knocked prone. Timber! Uh It crashes into the wall encircling this. It is just like the the sound of the thunder damage and the echo of the giant tree stumbling and kind of collapsing, holding itself against the uh, um, 
the wall that encircles this as Broldish goes toe to toe with this balsa wood kaiju. Um, now, so he touches the wall. Yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Did it have to? Uh, yeah, roll he a does. Eighty six. Ah, way ahead of you. you. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. The, the secret is, you know, you wanted to roll high, so he's fine. Okay. Oh. Lightning right, well, hits near it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think I have the movement to just follow it, but there mm-hmm. is a druid right next to me, so I'm going there to use is. my second attack on this druid. You have advantage because that druid's prone. Yeah, that's that's still not great. I only got a 14. Uh, yeah, that will not hit. All right. I'm 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 still keeping an eye on the, the tree too much to actually pay attention to this druid. All right. So. Imra, you stand on the edge of the circle, which is now, it started as just a just a freewheel intrude party, and now it's like a wrestling ring for Boldish and a tree monster that looks somewhat like a dapper gentleman you met recently. Hmm. Aragorn? No, no, not Aragorn. <laughs> All right. Well, I was Rick Tavio. Rick Tavio. It's me. I'm inside a tree now. (laughs) Rick Tavio. Everyone can relax. Rick Tavio has arrived. I am a tree now. You scamp. I have a complicated backstory. (laughs) Um, I was going to. I I moved in a little bit into the the circle of trust. Life. Um, Mm. Life. I was going to try to hit that with an ensnaring strike, but that is a strength-based save, and he would get advantage. It would get advantage because it's a large creature, so I'm not going to do that. Um, Instead, I'm going to use uh, Hunter's Mark at the second level, and I'm going to try to hit it with an arrow. 26. That hits. These D&D Beyond Dice are treating me well today. You hit the broadside of a giant tree blight. All right. So that's seven plus four, 11 points of damage for my first. Uh And then Hunter's Mark lasts for up to an hour. Okay, we're good. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to try to replicate that. Uh, 16? 16 hits. Okay, great. I like it when it hits. And... That's another 7 plus... Do I I get Hunter's Mark again, right? That doesn't... I do not know. It's not like a one-time... I have zero knowledge. No, Hunter's Mark continues. Whenever you hit with a weapon attack. Sounds like it's whenever. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. So up to an hour, you can you can keep Hunter's Mark going for a long time. So that's eleven points. Another no. eleven points. All right. Damage. Wow. That's so neat. I got it for twenty-two. You have dished out a lot of damage between you and Broldish in a short amount of time. Okay. High five. Once we're done, Emma, are you all set? <laughs> yeah. Um. Can I do? Would it? Would it? be worth doing a quick nature check on it or do sure, it's up to you. we feel like we have all the information we need feel free um that was a crit all right let me uh uh do, do, do. you're his mom now no nope, that's not how that works <laughs> oh. are you sure that's not how that works just it's a crit fire that's, she's son. his mom now I- <laughs> I don't I'm looking at like- the rules here and it says that she's his mom now. 
Well, I can't. Yeah. It's really hard for me to argue yeah. with Mike. Tony, consult the table. The wicker strut has imprinted upon her. Yes. Like a baby duck. All right. So, uh, you, you know, looking at the creature, just sizing it up and down. I like the name Wickerstrad. Uh, it is better than this character's actual name, which is Winter Splinter. Uh, oh, as but you that s- rhymes. Yeah, Winter Splinter. It's as terrible. you size up Wickerstrad, uh, Imra, you get the sense that this is an, uh, an ambulatory plant creature of pure evil. It seems to be basically a much huger, bigger version of the horrible blight, uh, twig and needle blights you fought back in the winery. Uh, it's huge. It's 50 feet tall. Um, but it's got the, and it's kind of made of spongy wood and thorny brambles, uh, rubbery roots trailing out behind it. Uh, it's blood is sap, uh, and you know, sap saturated with the blood of creatures it may have consumed. Um, just to be clear, Tony, winter splinter like is a, uh, mutant rat wearing a parka. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, Ninja Turtles reference incoming was triggered. My, my, my sense tingled in my head. Um, my 80s sense. Um, uh, you know, blights are friends with other blights. So it's, you know, this, this, this creature would love to team up with some needle blights or twig blights. They hate tree ants. The feeling is mutual. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's about it. So, okay. No particular immunities or uh, defenses to fire or whatnot. Uh, this one's okay. also real, real big. Okay. Yeah. Until we chop it to pieces. I, I think that's my turn. All right, Samus. Uh, Samus will. Can Samus run? Oh, man. There's still scary. a druid right in front of Samus. Oh, so that's right. If she, yeah. If she runs, she yeah, might take she an attack. Should, she should definitely attack the... One right in front. That would be her thing. So Broldish anyway. can walk away with a impunity. Twenty-three to hit. That's what's up. All right. Uh, Samus mauls the druid lying on the ground, marveling yeah. at the, his his uh, the works his his druidic works. Roll damage. Oh, I was hoping it would just. Uh... <laughs> I'm picturing Samus just like shaking this druid back and forth, like a cat eleven with a... damage. What was that? Uh, 11. 11 damage. All right. Yeah. The druid is still alive, but very badly injured. That's annoying, but it I'll is. take it. Immer, I should mention, as you were studying the uh, the tree blight, there you did notice kind of a, like, perhaps maybe when it's huge, uh, maw opens and closes, there's kind of like a green pulsing light coming from inside. Okay. Um... Yeah. Do I feel like it would be like an aim for the mouth type thing or that might be it might be let me say it's probably a lot easier to see what that thing is that's making that light if the uh the blight was dead. <laughs> so if, I can't I can't stress <laughs> how from Tony. I, I can't stress how much easier <laughs> it would be if this thing was not moving around thrashing and trying to kill you to see what was going on inside its digestive tract. Um That was insightful. Thank you. I'm here to help. And so, got mage hand. um samus uh anything else from samus Mm, nope all right the tree blight known as winter splinter is next winter splinter is currently on the ropes uh kind of uh gets up and pushes off of the wall uh jane feel free to roll another d100 Um, oh yes please roll low low. it is going to be four 51. Uh, all right. The tree blight uh, shuffles over um, 
it's still, I guess it has 15 feet of movement. I think that's enough to get over here. And the tree plight has get over here. multi-attack. So, multi-attack. Uh, the also, I'm just going to tell you, the tree plight is not very, um, dissinuating. So, uh, there's four of you there, if you count Elevor, Samus, Broldish, and a druid. And the tree bite can make four attacks. So, Are you kidding me? So, uh, an attack on each of the four of you, including the uh, the, the druid. Um, let's see. On. Yeah. Um, so, first off, he's going to make different types of attacks. So, Broldish and the druid, um, the, the, like the, the feet of the tree bite are these huge tentacled mass of grasping of roots and they reach out at you. I'm going to roll for the uh, druid first. Um, I hit. Um, let's see. Yeah. Reap what ye sow, druid. I yell. <laughs> Alright, the druid is grappled by the uh, um, by the blight. Um, let's see. So that happens. It looks like duh, duh, duh. It does not look like it does not do any damage, uh, but it, the creature will take damage at the start of its turn. Let's see if the same thing happens to Broldish. Mm. Broldish twenty four to hit. Uh, yeah, that totally. All right, Broldish, you are like the 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 roots wrap around your legs and like drag you under the tree. Um, you are grappled. Um, you could do stuff about that on your turn. So the feet of the, the horrible tree blight are, are just dragging creatures into the tree blights, uh, the vicinity of its maw. Look to see yeah, what's in its, its mouth. Um, <laughs> and it, the, uh, the tree blight is going to swing its huge branch-like arms at Samus and Elevor. Samus, uh, 23 to hit. Elevor, uh, 18 to hit. So since you tried to hit the Metroid character, oh, you know does that I, mean it misses Samus? No. I'm, Darn it. I'm using my... Well, I can't, can I still use my protection if I am grappled? Like, it just it says my speed is zero, but my, my protection is interposing my shield in between myself, or the, the attacker, and one of my friends. Yeah, why not? But it's next to me. Okay. There's a big fight. Things are wrapped around your legs. You A branch okay. swings past. Your leg is totally wrapped up. You're not going anywhere. But I'm you swing say, your shield out and I'm gonna try to do I something. I'm going to say I try to protect Samus because it looks like Samus is sort of like a little bit closer to me than Elevore. Uh So what happens to Samus when you do Dis that? It's disadvantage for the attack on Samus. Uh, all right. Uh, I forget what the number 23. I roll. 23. Let's see if I roll lower. I rolled higher. Oh, so, that's annoying. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I rolled really well. It was great. Okay, uh, it's a hit on both of us. All right, I apologize. Both of you are going to take 16 bludgeoning damage as basically just like a freight train of lumber wallops into you. All righty, we'll Yikes. do that. Well, first of all, what's a train? Yeah. Um, it's like a, all right. so, a bunch of wagon, wagon trains. Yeah, yeah, just imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. The other thing, as a bonus action, oh my God. the roots grab and pull uh, Broldish in, and like a maw kind of opens up in the torso of uh, of Winter Splinter. I imagine this is very unsettling because it's like there's this big giant wooden effigy of Strad von Zarovich, and his like mm -hmm. chest has opened up into like like slathering teeth. Teeth trees, um, tree teeth Yuck. that are trying to eat uh, Baraldish at this point. Um, Pick one thing. <laughs> Pick one thing. 
Stick to it. Broldish, uh, 20 to hit. <sighs> yes. Uh, can you do anything about that? I don't think so. All right. You will take 19 piercing damage as it just kind of, like, chews on your legs. Owie. I, that is not what Broldish says. That's what I say. Yeah. Broldish would not say that. <laughs> All right. Let's Cruci- make that perfectly clear. Crucible, you are next. Crucible, seeing this, is a little disturbed, but seems unflappable as always. He sort of does like he, you know, you know, stops. He like composes himself. His symbol on his forehead starts to glow, and then he reaches out a finger and tries to zap the uh, uh, Wickerstrad with a guiding bolt mm-hmm. which we're going to cast at level three don't hold back uh so that's a 26 bam nice uh and they will take a total of 23 damage all right wow we'll use that's a, a bonus action yeah no, bonus action do that shoot no oh, i take oh. it back i cannot do that this turn uh, I will um use my movement to get up. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's got multi attack. All right, into smashing range. I would like to stay just outside of smashing range so I can still help my friends. Hopefully, yeah. I will say its range on its attacks is pretty. Uh, it has reach of fifteen on its you know 15? things. I stay. It's a, it's a fifty foot tall tree 16 monster. Sixteen feet away. <laughs> <laughs> you just you're getting at your little protractor. I, yeah, crucible, and... crucible can measure things. I don't need a protractor. Yeah. Just use a ruler. Here, I was measuring you, tape. Yardstick. I said I said protractor because protractor is a funny word, and I was using it to make fun of you. <laughs> I, I know what a protractor is for. Explaining it is a little protracted. Mm. All right, wah, wah. it's really getting into uh, Jane's turn. Jane, <laughs> Lena, Delina. That was the shortest turn so far. I, I still have this still nerd druid creeping up yeah, on there's me. Still, there's still one sad pathetic druid who I believe has not hit you yet with a stick. No. There. Um, I would like to try and free my... Okay, that's a crit. Um, this is going to be a lot of dice. Um, for the druid or for something else? You don't need a lot of dice for this druid. Uh, Just start okay. with one die and keep going until you, you've killed him. Uh, okay, that's 20 damage... Without sneak attack. All right. You lop off his head. Okay. So I do. And then I whip out my crossbow. <laughs> um, and we are going to try and shoot the big tree. Mm-hmm. I like that you said that like it was the beginning of a game show. Shoot! That's what I thought. The big, <laughs> big tree! And on this episode, lights. 23. 23 hits, a crossbow bolt whirls past Crucible's head into the side of Wickerstrad. Okay, well, that's, um... Let's see. Okay, that's 12 damage. All right. I will tell you, you have dumped a huge amount of damage into Winter Splinter, a.k.a. Wickerstrad, this huge wooden... Earth and stick effigy of Count Strad von Zarovich. Sap is oozing out of the many wounds you have uh, done to him. You could say, if we were playing fourth edition, he's bloody. He's sappy. <laughs> he's just sappy. Oh, sappy. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Lena, all set? You too. 
Uh, Elevore. Um, Elevore is going to... Back away. Just start making that slow keening noise. I just want to make sure that I understand this correctly. Okay. Um, you smell ozone and Lena Dulina's <laughs> hair stands even more on end. And there's a sort of rise in the air as a stroke of lightning uh, comes out from the end of Elevore's hand, hits Druid 5 and the tree. Um, each creature must make a dexterity saving throw. A 14. How many dexterous is a tree? How? Okay. The answer is not. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to roll for the, I'm going to roll for winter splinter first. Okay. Um, this is just straight up dexterity saving throw. Uh, I rolled a 16. That's annoying. For winter splinter. And, uh, what about this druid on the ground? I would think that the druid on the ground probably has disadvantage because he's on the ground and in fact currently being wrapped up in a vine. Yes. So. That works for me. Uh, well, that's good because I rolled a critical. And a 10. So we will take the, his modifiers plus one. So he got an 11, which I believe is a fail. Okay. We will roll this. Does Winter Splinter take damage um, on a miss? So, yes. Uh, the Druid mm-hmm. on the ground will take 32 damage. <laughs> and okay. Wow. Um, Winter Splinter will take uh, 16, 16 damage. 16. Could, you, could you just paint us a little a word picture there, Elevore, of what carnage you are wreaking, wrecking. Uh, Is is the druid definitely dead? What you're doing here. Oh, yeah. Um, That would have killed a a, a hale and hearty druid, let alone one that Samus has been gnawing on for 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So as as I mentioned that that, uh, ozone fills the air, everyone sort of feels ecstatic, and there's this bright blue beam streaks out from Elevore's hands. In fact, he probably still has those little creepy nails from his uh, primal savagery. And so it reaches out from the end of there, and he kind of like gets a little bit blown back. His hood sort of flares up, and it reaches out, and you can see, it's like a cartoon, you can see the skeleton of uh, of the Druid Six or whatever it was, and then it mm-hmm. arcs from Druid Six into Winter Splinter and shoots lines of lightning all the way mm-hmm. through its branches. And as you can see, you know, Winter Splinter does not have uh, uh, a, a skeleton, per se, but you can see kind of outlined in the electricity the crude kind of internal structure of the wooden effigy of Count Stradvanzarovich. And at the center of that kind of glowing green against the black and white uh, X-ray lightning effect of the rest of Winter Splinter is some kind of orb, egg-shaped thing in the center glowing and pulsing with green green energy uh all right elevore all set uh yes all set next up is team druid team druid is dead thanks to <laughs> elevore and lena delina yeah um, this take us home all right um you I... are just a, you are <laughs> currently uh grappled by the blight so <laughs> at the start of your turn take nine bludgeoning damage ow Fine, I will take nine bludgeoning damage. You have been gnawed on by, you know, mm-hmm. foliage <laughs> and, right. and grapples. Well, the smart thing would be to heal myself, but I'm brolish. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so instead, I'm gonna. I I, I saw what uh, what Imra did and that hunter's mark thing, and thought, hey, I can do that. 
Uh, I am also, as a bonus action, going to cast Hunter's Mark on this giant tree. And uh, that I, I double checked. Thunderous Smite is not a concentration spell, so it just keeps going. I don't have to think about it. Um, so, yeah, so I choose the tree and mystically mark it as my quarry. So I get to deal an extra 1d6 damage to it if I hit. I also have advantage on any wisdom or uh, perception or survival checks. Mm. Um, but that's like to find it. And I'm pretty sure I know where it is right now. So yeah, I don't you need to worry about tree? that. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that big tree that's hurting you. Um, there are very few. There's only one other tree on the top of this hill, and that one's not murdering you currently. And it would <laughs> okay. be hard to mistake one for the other. Currently. Yeah. All right. So I will roll Foreshadowing. That's a 25 to hit. All right. Your axe lays into this lumber as if it was built for that purpose. All right. So then that's eight slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Nine thunder damage. Mm-hmm. And one just additional damage. And it still has to make a strength saving throw. All right. I have rolled a 24 on okay. strength. That time it makes it, but I have another attack. Mm-hmm. So, 23 to hit. Yep. And 5 plus... Actually, do I get Hunter's Mark every attack or every yes. turn? Yay. Every okay, attack. so then... Okay, so that's uh, 5 5. So that's 10 regular damage. Mm-hmm. And 9... Thunder damage, and it needs to make a strength saving throw. Uh, I rolled very high. 23 this time. Bah. I was hoping I could smash it away from me and get out of this grapple. But it's, that, didn't, you know, yeah. that didn't happen. So I'm just still here, still grappled, still and grappled. shouting, Halo be praised for all that damage. All right. You have done over 100 damage to Winter, Winter Splinter, a.k.a. Uh, Wickerstrad, but still the huge tree blight that takes on the appearance of the Dread Lords, the devil himself, one Strad von Zarevich, stands tall and mighty, seeking to crush you beneath its limbs to strangle the life from you with its roots and... I don't know, probably do some other mean things to you with, like, bark or something, right? That's what trees do. They've got bark. It's worse than their bite. Yeah. I'm not sure it's worse than their bite it's, in this case. I've seen its mouth. The bite did 19 damage. Bark, unknown. <laughs> um, will our adventurers all come out of this fight intact? Will they chase down Strad von Zarevich and see what is he up to next? Will Argal come to his senses? What evils will await us in the future and beyond? For answers to questions such as these, tune in next time to Total Party Kill. Thank you. And good night. Bye, nerds. Bye.